welcome back. And if you're new to the Getting to the Week podcast, I'm so glad that you're here. And and I hope that you would consider becoming a subscriber just so that you can keep up to date of a different topic every week that's geared towards mindset. So I got a question for you. When was the last time you tried something new? When was the last time you stretched yourself a little outside your comfort zone? Outside your circle of people? Outside maybe your hometown, your state, maybe even your country? I want to talk about that today, but before we do, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't necessarily like to talk about, but we know we want to take care of them because we know it impacts the quality of our life along with our families. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to you and continues to maybe keep you somewhat stuck once in a while and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this week episode, we're going to be talking about why it's vital to your health, your wealth, and your happiness to try new things. Let's be honest. It can be terrifying sometimes to try new things. We get caught up in chores and responsibilities and the day-to-day operation of our lives. And it's hard to branch out of our comfort zone. Because it's comfortable, right? But we don't start out like this. We spend our childhoods hearing things like, You should give it a try as your parents rush to sign you up for some extracurricular activities. It'll be good for you. You need to learn new things. Then we get overwhelmed with organizations and clubs and events and college. Even the first few years after college, we're urged to join young professional organizations in your city and network as much as you can. Then all of a sudden, we graduate into the quote-unquote real world and we are expected to know exactly what we're good at, what we like to do, and how we like to spend our time. New activities or experiences grind to a halt and it's almost expected that we will settle into our hobbies and pastimes. And somehow it's ridiculously expected even though it's not something necessarily that we've been taught or have given guidance or a mentor to help us through. It's just like, you know, throwing your kid into the swimming pool and saying, hey, learn how to swim. And once you do, I'll give you some swimming lessons. Come on now. I can remember when I was in my late 20s, I felt like life was passing me by quickly. Because most of the people I knew in my age bracket were already married and starting families. And here I was, single. And truth be told, quietly feeling like there was something wrong with me. Because I wasn't where they were in my life. By the time I was 26, almost 27, I had gotten married. I had built a house, invested in my first uh, real business and gave up my comfy government job. 
and finding myself losing it all by the time I was 34. Needless to say, this would be enough to cause anyone to question their choices, their whereabouts in life, and perhaps even disengage from taking any further chances in life. I know there's some that may be listening to this right now and nodding their heads in agreement because something similar has happened in your life. I wish I could say my decision-making skills ended there and we could wrap this episode up, but they didn't. I remember packing my cat in my 300ZX and left my crumbling life for a chance at a new start in Columbus, Georgia, where I knew no one. And more importantly, no one knew me or my story. I lived there for nearly a year before I made the decision to move back to California because I had unfinished business to clear up. And truth be told, I missed my family terribly. Once returned, I eventually got settled in a place to live and a job that paid the bills and had things like, you know, insurance, vacation, sick leave benefits, you know, all of the grown-up things, the quote-unquote measures of what a secure job and success looked like. Now, fast forward through all the boringness of going to work Monday through Friday from 8 to 5, with little to no extra frills in life because this was a safer option. A, at least that's what my perception of adulting was at the time, right? Because look what happened when I took a chance before. I got married, had a business, had, you know, seeming like the time of my life. And they were. They were wonderful times in my life, but they were also very dark crappy times in my life. And I began to doubt my own sense of judgment. But by 2003, I was now finding myself in a position of being a single mom as my partner who I thought wanted the same life I wanted, a family, a home, the whole shebang, decided to abandon us and leave the country when my daughter was six weeks old. This knocked me for a loop for a good long time. I lost trust in my ability to do anything right. I was afraid to date. I was afraid to go anywhere or do anything besides with my family. I was so afraid. I was going to pass these terrible lessons down to my daughter. I questioned my ability to be able to take care of her. I was embarrassed to talk to anybody about this because I had always prided myself on being the strong one. I felt broken, unsure, and afraid this was going to be how my life went for the rest of my life. (laughs) You can only imagine that thought alone depressed the hell out of me. I just knew there had to be more to my life than merely existing, and yet, I was afraid to try anything new or outside what I already knew based on my past. Fast forward a little further, in 2008, I met a woman named Talia, who I worked with. And 
and we had a lot of things in common and yet I also found her very intriguing and interesting as well because she had uprooted her life from Israel to move to the United States and and if that wasn't eno- enough leaving your culture your family your country but she was also in addition to working on her side time writing and recording music and in fact she had gotten to where she was in the Guinness Book of World Records for one of her songs being sung in 14 different languages you could see why I was a little intrigued and impressed with her and and there was something about her that I don't know sparked something in me to give me some hope without boring you with all the details to this day I am so thankful that Talia crossed my path because of her I found my courage to go back to school here I was in my 40s and earned my PhD something I thought I was too old to get at the time I share all of this with you because there's some of you in your current life who are stuck feeling afraid to do new things or even go for things you're interested in because somewhere along the way you may have failed or you may have done something that didn't work out or may have left you questioning yourself, your worth and your ability to be, do and have more. If you've ever thought that would be fun to try or I wish I could take ballet lessons or paint or learn a new language or travel to a new country or learn how to code or even you know I kind of want to start one of those little side hustles people talk about but oh you know I always hear so many things about that but then huh the possibilities then I urge you to listen to that wistful inner adventurer and try. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst? Sometimes we just need a little push, a little motivation, a little reminder in order to get back out there again. And I want to share some ways with you for you to do that. You'll find that implementing these things in your personal life will carry over into your professional life as well. It might even shake up your friend group a little bit too. That might begin to switch a little bit. So let's get through this. One, it teaches you humility. This was a big one for me and I also suspect it's also a mental stumbling block for why many don't try new things. Whether it's trying a new workout, a new diet plan, or starting a new career, there's no shortcuts for getting around the beginning part of the process. You don't reach your ideal weight goal in a week or a day without actually putting in effort. In fact, you don't reach it in that amount of time anyway, unless you just need to lose like 0.25 of a pound or something. You have to put effort in. You don't suddenly bench press 400 pounds because you want to build muscle and get in the best physical shape of your life. It requires dedication and consistent discipline. I didn't have a coaching counseling practice of clients lined up out my door the day I graduated. I had to build like and trust with people in order to build my reputation of being someone who could truly help others. 
I had to focus on getting over any of my own fears of the imposter syndrome. Like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't able to. Being a beginner doesn't mean you're any less fabulous. In fact, the more comfortable I got with myself, the more referrals I received. You will find that learning to get out of your own way will allow you to become more comfortable with trying new things and learning new skills. Number two, it teaches you that you are capable of more. When you reach important milestones in your personal challenges, it reminds you that you actually set your mind to do something and succeed. The pride and confidence you get from mastering an important new skill in your chosen activity will stay with you for a very long time. And maybe it will nudge you into thinking, if I originally couldn't accomplish that and I now succeeded at it, what else am I capable of? Number three, it teaches you about ripple effects. Learning one new skill or investing in a new activity can have wonderful ripple effects. For instance, in order to be more effective and add more value to the work I do with my clients, I started attending classes I never thought I'd ever feel comfortable attending. And because I was willing to put myself out there in front of other people and face some very difficult challenges in these classes, I began teaching myself on various topics to others, both in person and virtually, which virtual was a whole new animal to learn. So to be able to take it from being a student to being a teacher to then teaching to a global audience, that was pretty freaking incredible. When you have an activity that you love, you'll find yourself engaging in other healthy and worthwhile pursuits as well. You'll find yourself being able to be more willing to stretch yourself and do it a little bit further. Number four, it teaches you that you can measure improvements and accomplishments. In our daily lives, our routine can be so predictable that we forget to take a step back and think, huh, this is pretty cool. I did a pretty awesome job on this. Feeling a sense of accomplishment in your personal life reminds us that we are still capable of overcoming challenges. So often we get stuck in the day-to-day operation of things and then when something comes up, we tell ourselves stuff like, oh, I'm too old, or I can't do that, or I'm not good enough, or when would I ever have time? We love to blame things on time and money, don't we? It's usually the first response that comes out of anyone's mouth when you ask them to do something or experience something. Ah, sorry, I don't have time. I don't have money. What it is is they just aren't certain and they need a little bit more information. We need to do a better job of acknowledging our achievements in lieu of brushing them off because it's those achievements that drive us to want to learn and experience more, not that inner critic that's in our head. Number five. It teaches you that you aren't the first person who has done it before. (laughs) What a relief that is that we don't have to recreate the wheel. Once you have a new hobby or interest, it can often lead to a wonderful use of your spare time. So with social media, YouTube, and other online platforms available, there's so much information out there for you to find something to pique your interest and try. 
I actually use the internet to find my very first belly dance class that I attended. I had no idea there was even something like that in my own neck of the woods. And guess what? I've been dancing with the same group of amazing women for 20 years. Amazing women I would never have crossed paths with if it hadn't been for my willingness to try a class. That's pretty freaking awesome. And just as a side note, my teacher, she's going to be 80 years old in November. I don't know about any of you, but that we're never too old to do new things and, and teach those things. I get it. With everything being virtual nowadays, we can take classes right from the comfort of our home. But I'm here to tell you that it's not even close to the amazing experience you have when you're face-to-face with others, being there, sharing the same experience with you. We are social creatures by nature. So as much as the virtual world has afforded us many experiences, a machine cannot duplicate the experience of social interaction with others. Number six, it teaches you to take control of your life experiences. When you try new things, it demonstrates curiosity and it opens your mind to new experiences. It may feel like you spend your days helping or working for others, such as your children, your spouse, or your boss. Dedicating some time to your own interests and activities allows you to touch base with yourself about who you are and what you like to do. Even an hour a week or a day every month can make you a better person, a wife, mother, girlfriend, sister, partner, employee, friend, whatever. You'll also find yourself sharing your new experiences with friends and maybe even colleagues or perhaps even new friends that you meet along the way. And you'll become a better conversationalist with interesting anecdotes and different points of view. It's absolutely vital to take time for yourself. This time allows you to reflect on your life. It allows you to check in with yourself and your mental and emotional wellness. It also allows you an opportunity to look and see if you're happy with the direction your life is going. These moments allow for course corrections, ideas for new experiences, and moments to acknowledge your achievements. Number seven, it teaches you to learn what excuses really sound like. When you try new things, you'll learn that if you really want to make something happen, you'll have to get over your excuses. I mean, think about it for a minute. Have you ever seen a one or two year old want to stand up and take steps towards walking? They are focused, they are determined and not worrying about one bit whether they look silly or not. All that matters to them is achieving their goal of standing up and taking those steps to get going and getting on with their life. Once you get out of the mindset, you don't need to have time. I mean, once you get out of the mindset that you don't have time or you can't wake up earlier, you'll actually start to notice that people point out how much free time you must have in order to accomplish all of the things that you do every day. Busy people get stuff done. Lazy people get nothing done. But actually, these people 
aren't really talking about you. They're actually looking at their, that's a reflection on them and maybe the excuses that they are making to themselves on how they can't do it. Other people will always have an excuse as to why something is not possible, including your dreams. Engaging in this mindset dialogue with others will quickly knock us off our goal. And before you know it, you'll be back to not having enough time or whatever to do what it is that you set out to do. You will find yourself slipping back into old habits, old patterns, old behaviors. Again, the two biggest complaints we hear people say is, I don't have time or I don't have money. These are the easiest excuses in the world to conjure up because they've been repeated for centuries. And before you say either one of these next time, I want you to consider reframing it. Instead of saying, I don't have time, try saying, it's not a priority. And see how that feels. You can do the same with money. Trust me, if it's important to upgrade to the newest phone model out there, you'll find a way to come up with the time and the money to get it. But when we say we don't have time or money for eating healthy, taking care of our physical health, or even managing our funds, we will wake up one day overweight, out of shape, and financially strapped. Remember, when you set your priorities, the time and money seem to show up. Number eight, it teaches you about other people's experiences. Learning how to paint watercolors may give you more insight as to the artist's pricing for their own pieces. Maybe learning a second language may give you more patience when speaking to somebody who is learning how to speak English. Maybe tutoring a refugee may allow you to hear stories of someone else's life that may be very different than yours. When you expose yourself to new experiences, you gain empathy and insight. Number nine, it teaches you how to serve as a role model for children, friends, family, and even strangers. When you have a good attitude about new experiences, your children and peers will benefit from your positive attitude. They'll realize that seeking new experiences can be a way of life and not just something you're forced to do when you're in school or little. They will grow up, kids will grow up with a lack of fear to try new things. Encourage them to want to try new things on their own or if they say they're interested in something, figure out a way for them to try it if that's what they want. I challenge you as we wrap up here, I challenge you to try whatever you've had a longing for, whether it's taking tango lessons or learning Italian or trying a new food or volunteering at an animal shelter, or maybe it is starting that side hustle. I promise you that you will feel more energized, fulfilled, and proud of being a fabulous seeker of adventure. And if you're still wrestling this one, I encourage you to get in touch with me. This is what I know. Over two years ago, we had a virus infect the world, thus creating a worldwide pandemic. And that tossed us all for a loop. Businesses shut down, school closures, economic upheaval, people rioting, looting, protesting, political mayhem, and overall disruption on some level to our everyday living. 
And as a result of all of this, it has triggered stress, anxiety, depression, and a sense of overall uneasiness around feeling absolutely certain about our lives. And here we are quickly approaching November, at least in the United States, and we have midterm elections coming up, gas prices going, and talk of recession, which again is more fear being instilled and triggering that sense of uneasiness. And that can be a lot, right? Like you haven't already been through a lot, even if the the, the last two years haven't maybe personally affected you, this could be potentially having an impact on you. And as such, we may be coming out of all of this feeling worn out, weathered, and even a little apprehensive about getting back out there and trying new things. Because in some ways, between social media and the news media, there still remains a lot of fear-based clickbait taglines to get your attention and not necessarily in a fruitful, productive way that allows you to once again live your most vibrant life. So this is why I challenge you this week to take charge of your vibrant life and start trying new things in order to re-stimulate your confidence and assuredness in fully living. And if you found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to to not only share this podcast, but share this information on how they can get in touch with me or you can get in touch with me. You can reach me on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. My website is drkellyray.com and my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. And until next week, please know I send you so much love.